Let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. Sega! We're back. It's the Sega Bit Swing Report Show. Get ready for Sega interviews and news with George and Barry. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Yu Suzuki. Next, comes the down. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode number 81 of the Sega Bit Swing and Report Show. In this very special episode, I, Barry, and my co-host, George. Hello, George. Hello, everyone. We will be covering the last hour of the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter. Um, so as you hear this, this is pre-recorded. However, this will be our live reaction because you know that's what like you know you watch YouTube now. It's all about reactions. So yep. um, so maybe like in one hour we'll be screaming or something, making faces Maybe. that you can't see. Yeah. Uh, so it's exciting. It's it's been one month. We we did a show before talking about the uh, start of the Kickstarter. Um, a lot of things have happened. But before we get into Shenmue, we do want to talk about one thing. Uh, it's pretty big. The Sega Games co-president saying that they, the company, let down fan expectations with some software released in the past 10 years and that they have learned from Atlas and that they want to make quality software again. And um, George, can you tell me a little bit more about this and our listeners? Uh, there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple of things that we need to know about this, like, uh First of all, I think it's been mistranslated a lot. People think that it's the CEO of Sega, but it was really the his son who has the same last name as him, uh, Satomi. I think it's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, he barely got hired as Sega Games president before he was doing all the mobile games. And when he started working on mobile games, you could like really tell that he put more budget and effort. And that's how a lot of the big Sega. Uh, games, I guess, that got popular right now came about is because of his leadership. So now he's doing all the Sega games and he got promoted on April 1st on the restructure. So he made a, he did an interview with Famitsu and he talked about how uh, they're learning from Atlas, like you said. They also He also talked about how the PS4 is a leading platform online worldwide and he talked about how uh, Japanese games he believes that Japanese games could do well in the West if they have the right quality to them and says he wants the company Sega to be known as a quality company from now on. So I don't know. Bring what do you back, think? Bring back this. Well, they need to bring back the gold seal of quality then if they really want to be a quality company. Oh, yes. And a lot of people yeah. assumed this meant <laughs> that uh, they're going to bring back old franchises, but that's not been confirmed. Mm-hmm. All, all we know is that there's going to be a new game announced at TGS. So that's it. Well, uh, what I think about it is that, um, you know, it's, it's great that they're saying this publicly. It's refreshing. However, really, it's it's all they need to follow up with it. They, they you know, you can be all talk as a, a company uh, president or CEO um, or co-president as he is. Uh, but really, it's all about what they do. Um, but you made a good point. Their their mobile game has definitely stepped up. Um, Sonic Runners. There was also what's that RPG that's really big? Uh, Chain Chronicles. 
Chain Chronicles. Yeah, I've played a bit of that. That's good. Um, but I, I'd really love to see them focus on stepping up their game in uh, console and in PC. So yeah, it, it's exciting. Um, I the one thing that annoyed me just as a fan is how many news sites pick this up, and they you know they always they want to go the negative route. They always go Sega apologizes for the past ten years. I'm like they. They're not apologizing for the past 10 years. That's pushing so many great games under the rug. They're apologizing for some of the bad games, which they, they definitely should be apologizing for. But Well, technically, um, technically he never apologized, but he just said that uh, there, was, there was just bad games. And I don't think people understand that he wasn't even, like, working or had any say in these games. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of hard to apologize. Yeah, the exact quote was, we did our best to build a relationship of mutual trust with older fans of Sega. But looking back, there have been some titles that have partially betrayed that trust in the past 10 years. So, I mean, you could point at a lot of things. You could point at um, some of the, I, I, I mean, him being Japanese, I don't know if he's referring to the Marvel deal that they made. Um, he could be. I'm not Sonic sure. Sonic 06 is pretty easy to, to point out. That's true, though we are coming up to the point where that won't be 10 years anymore. <laughs> so... But very uh, close. Yeah, very close. Nine years. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from this. I I feel positive about it, despite all of the, I guess, negative press. It, it wasn't negative press. It was just kind of like this revisionist history we always have where we're like, oh, man, Sega sure sucked in the past 10 years. I'm like, they're still around. Name name companies from the past 10 years that have sucked and gone under or just got worse. Look at Capcom. Uh, yeah, well, Capcom still releases some games that are, I guess, people will like, but uh, I agree. Like, uh, Capcom still, I think a lot of Japanese companies are a far cry from what they used to be. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, but and, um, I guess wait and see. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this story? No, I think we can move on to Shimmy 3. All right. Well, at the time of uh, this recording, it is three minutes past the hour. The Kickstarter will be ending 51 minutes past the hour. So we have 48 minutes to go. Um, so uh, at, at this moment, we are closing in very quickly on 6,250,000 with uh, 68,521 backers. So do, do you think, did you ever think it would make it this far? Uh, I think I, I, I made my estimate in the last podcast, uh, but seeing like that was really early when, uh, the last couple of weeks I would be, I was surprised if it would like barely made it to 6 million. So it's about right so yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what tier have you funded by the way? Uh, a hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, I did as well. Um, I was, you know, you, you want to you want to tell them why? Why I did that? Uh, well, I just think that it's the, you know, a hundred dollars is still it's quite a bit of money, but I, I felt like it was the most affordable. Where I still felt like I was giving some and then some, and I was getting some decent rewards. I mean, I like I said in the past uh, Shenmue episode, I really wish that there were more physical rewards at that level. I was looking at the um, what's the the game Bloodstained. Am I calling uh, it? Blood or, Ritual or blood something? something? I don't even remember. Blood Game. Uh, and at $100, they have so many cool things. But at $100 for this, you know, it's the physical game. It's the digital uh, trial and your name in the credits and uh, a digital phone call to, to characters from the past games, which is fun fan service. But 
man, I really wish I got that art book. I wish I got uh, a physical CD soundtrack. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's what I can afford right now. And I, I'm really hoping that they open a Kickstarter, or not a Kickstarter, a, a store with PayPal support. Because I would gladly, you know, in, in another six months, throw another $100 at them for some goodies. I agree. But uh, the reason I didn't do it is because I just don't like spending money on stuff that I don't know what it's going to look like. Like, even then, I was almost, like, hesitant on doing a physical copy because they didn't show me the, like, actual renders of what it's going to look like each version. That's so I'm point. still in the – so I'm still on the on the, on the the fence if I should um, get the PS4 version or the PC version because I do not like the way the box uh, picture of the PS4 version looks like. It's, like, blue. Yeah. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. So, Yeah. I, I would do the capsule toy if I knew what it looked like, the actual 3D render. Yeah, um, we we have compared uh, this and the Toe Jam and Earl back in the Groove Kickstarter. And I would say Toe Jam and Earl did almost everything right. They were upfront with everything. I, I especially loved that during the campaign, they were showing what the statues would look like. And they looked awesome. I mean, I'm not getting them. I couldn't afford them, but they looked great. These These things, though, I don't know what they're going to look like. They might look like cheap you know, Chinese plastic toys, which is what they're supposed to, which what they're supposed to be, you know? Um, Yeah. So it's, they're charging $20 for it though. Yeah. It's quite a bit. And um, the, the art book, I would love to have that, but I don't know what it will contain. I don't know how big it'll be. The, the picture they show, it seems kind of small. It looks like a children's book. Um, yeah, and uh, the artwork he's been showing, it, it's not really uh, that he's been showing it off on Twitter. is a lot of sketches, which I don't mind, but I need to know what kind of artwork is going to be in there, too, like you said. Yeah, um, and cons- concerning those sketches, a lot of them are from are old, at least the ones that they're showing on the Kickstarter page. The one of Landi, the one of, um, uh, what is it, Nayo Sun, the one of Shenhua, they're all old drawings they haven't shown you know i love that old shenmue art but they haven't really shown any new shenmue 3 art that really makes me want to jump at an art book i agree and i think that's mostly the because they haven't started development i guess on the title yet and i i think it's like you could tell that they they had nothing done before the kickstarter started and they just announced it and i yeah. think it kind of hurt it hurt its funding i think yeah i mean yeah just I, I don't see any of our new original art here. Maybe there is some. I'm seeing a lot of stuff from Shenmue Online, which is kind of funny, um, uh, especially when they're talking about on the Kickstarter page where we left off Ryo Hazuki. And it, you can totally see these look like Shenmue Online pictures. So, um, yeah. But you, you had some discussion topics here then. So uh, let's yeah, get into was, those. Most of it is announcements that they've been made before after our other podcast. Okay. Well, let's go through some of these uh, and share our thoughts. So the PlayStation 4 physical copy tier was announced. Um, well, we already, we haven't said what, so what, what what version will you be getting, PC or PS4? I'm thinking about PS4 just because, you know, I played it on a console. I mean, not a Sony console, but it's a console version anyway. And I think it'll be more, I guess, sought after if, yeah. if, if I ever buy it, sell it. So that's why I'm going with that. And I'm probably just going to buy the digital on PC when it comes a- out. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I'm. It's so far out. I know there were Xbox 
uh, owners complaining. They said, I don't own a PS4. I'm like, you have till December 2017. I don't own a PS4, but I will by then. So I'm going to go for the PS4 version as well. It just feels better to have it on a home console rather than a computer. Shenmue has always been a... Though I will say that if you get it on the PC and you play it with the uh, controller, it'll be the Xbox um, control layout, I'd assume. Yeah, because you could use a PS360 uh, controller exactly. plug and yeah. play. Sort of like with uh, Valkyria Chronicles. It felt like you were playing an Xbox version sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I, I think that's what I'm going to be going for. Um, another interesting tier that... Oh, let's talk... I actually want to talk about this. What did you think about them adding tiers as the campaign went along? It seems they really went crazy with it. I think they should have... Uh, yeah, they did go crazy with it, which I don't mind. I just wish it, they weren't so high-priced. It yeah. was like everything was like 2000 and up, and it's like, oh, yeah, we can't even afford... Uh, $200 version and you're adding way more like I think they should have worked on taking like $10 from each person by giving like something I don't know yeah uh, I, just looking through here there was a 39 tier added for <laughs> Kickstarter exclusive Shenmue 3 wallpapers as though those will won't be hard to find um, yeah, the- <laughs> like, like seriously you'll be like hey bro do you have those wallpapers yeah let me upload them to uh, IMG Google Drive, yeah. yeah. Drive. Um, the other edition was the Shenmue 3 World Telecom, which is a really cool piece of fan service. Um, but again, it's digital. But yeah, a lot of the additional tiers were much... <laughs> I'm just I'm scrolling through here. You know, $1,000 uh, Rio voice message by Corey Marshall. And speaking of Corey Marshall, you um, that was another edition. Corey Marshall was... 100% confirmed coming back as the English voice for Rio. Um, but they have not said anyone from the old cast being rehired. Um, including yeah, they haven't hired anybody f- for Shenhua. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So, and, and, but yeah, Yuzuzuki apparently hasn't uh, even uh, confirmed that the whole game is going to be dubbed in English. So don't really know how that's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, it could be that they're just not going to have a large cast. It might just be Rio, Shenhua, and like 30 people voiced, broken up and voiced by different actors. Yeah, or it could just be that they leave the other people talking Japanese and then they just have Rio talk English. That'd be weird. And, you know, let's let's be frank about that, too. What what do you think about Corey Marshall? I know we, we haven't had him as, on, on as a guest yet. Um, I'm not one to burn bridges or anything, but you know, let's just, let's be, let's be real. Uh, I think, and it might not even been his fault. I think there was aspects sometimes there's parts of his performance where I was like, you know, that's pretty good. I think he has a unique tone to his voice that kind of, I guess works for the character. I can see why people would like him. It just felt like, I don't know if he's not a good actor or if, if Sega just didn't give him enough takes to nail it. But what I've heard from, uh, I, I, who was it that we uh, interviewed? Uh, from Lisa the voice acting? Yeah, they just did everything in one take. They, yeah, they, they would run through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be open-minded and see how he does it, but uh, he didn't blow me away in the last two games that much, but I'm willing to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. 
I think his voice really carries a lot of nostalgia, if anything. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Now, you know, I, I know people love to make the, the sailor jokes and everything, but honestly, it gets really fucking old. It's like if you were a Star Wars fan, you get sick of the it's a trap. You know, it's a trap. Like, oh, yeah, it's a trap. That's great. Yeah, and that's also something we should uh, should mention is that like the dialogue that he was given wasn't the best dialogue either. No, so and it's interesting. You you take that uh, English release of Shenmue, and it really does make the game. It, it I feel it takes away somewhat from the game's tone. It makes it more of a, a kind of like House of the Dead kind of funny sort of voice acting where you, you just like. And I remember reviews too. They were saying, "Oh man, nine out of 10. Nine out of ten. We would have given this ten out of ten if the voice acting was better. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I know it's early on when uh, video games started with with the voice actors, but like Metal Gear Solid had a. I mean, there's some voices that you know they were off, but for like as a package, it was pretty good voice acting, and the lines were all right. I guess. I yeah. mean, they were cheesy, but not as cheesy as a uh, Shinmu was. Yeah, and. You know, I felt, too, that, um, you know, with Shenmue, you, you kind of start at the top. And the, the main voice actors, they're not bad. I liked, um, I really liked Liesl Wilkerson. I, you know, Corey Marshall, he had his moments. I think he does anger really well. Um, though I, I don't think in more of the emotional scenes, he does did that well of a job. But you get lower and you start getting to Goro and you start getting to Tom and you start getting to like the random drunk guy. And it's just like the, <laughs> the audio quality too was kind of bad. Wasn't it? It's, it didn't, it felt muffled sometimes. It sounded like, I heard, I heard, uh, I heard uh, rumors that they got college people to come in and do voices for NPC characters. <laughs> so, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Well, there was that article too on Shenmue Dojo with a voice actor and they, they came in and, they would say, do an old man. And the guy said, I don't do an old man voice. And they said, well, just do one anyway. And be like, oh, what? <laughs> what do you want? No, no sailors. And they'd be like, this sounds awful. And they're like, no, that's good. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the voice acting is going to be interesting. Um, and I, I guess just to stay on that subject, we also had a, a lot of tears for languages. We had, oddly enough, Portuguese came much later. I guess that's a little more expensive to translate or something. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? You think we should be funding other subtitles that we're not going to be really playing as? I don't think they should have made those tiers public. I think they should have just assumed, well, it's going to be English and Japanese and later on announce what other languages. I just, I just feel like, you know, you you look at the the tiers and they start off Shenmue one and two cinema shorts. Well, that's not too exciting. You know, you can watch playthroughs on YouTube and then it's, it's uh, German and then it's French and then it's Spanish and then it's Italian. It wasn't until a million, you know, 1.2 million later after the, the main goal that you got to the rapport system and even then, they didn't do a good job explaining what those things were. It sounds cool, but what were they? And you you really have to dig to find answers. You know, Yu Suzuki might be doing a Reddit Q&A or something, and he might mention it. But they were never like, hey, guys, we just hit the goal on the rapport system, or we're coming up on it. 
the rap art system, this is how it works and let's go into it. Or the skill tree system. They, they're very cagey about these things. Yeah. And then they hide, and then they'll like answer on Twitter and then you have to look for the answer on Twitter. It's too much of a mess. They should have had like a YouTube channel where he would explain every single one and then upload it onto the updates as a Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another bit here, we, uh, we have that there has been confusion as to how many chapters the Shenmue saga was supposed to be. And Yu Suzuki has confirmed 11 chapters is the main story, but it can branch out to more than 11. So what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, I'd rather him not branch it out, just finish it at three, but if he feels like he has the extended, I mean, I hope, I just hope he doesn't get cocky with the funding he got from, uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm okay with him extending it as long as it's, a, uh, I don't know, maybe DLC. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I really wish he would end it at three. I'll be honest. I know people are like, oh, awesome. There was a fourth Shenmue announced. Guys, we haven't even made three and it's taken so long. I just, I think he needs to make some concessions and just cut down a little bit. I I know he has the story he really wants to tell, but man, it's just, it's going to be hell if we, if we get through three and then four takes forever doesn't happen. Um, I I know I compare things to Star Wars a lot, but you know, that was something where, when George Lucas was making the first movie, he had a plan for between six and 12 films, but he thought, you know what, I'm going to condense the story and have the Death Star blow up at the end of this first movie. And if that's that, that's that. And it wasn't until he really got the ball rolling and realized that it was going to be a success that they made two and three. And that's why there was a second Death Star, you know, but you know, with, with Yu Suzuki, it's like he made the first two films or games <laughs> They basically felt like films and he didn't, I don't I, I just, I feel like he didn't learn the lesson. He didn't think, all right, well, I, I had the privilege to make two, two great games. Now I'm getting the chance to make a third one. Let's satisfy the fans and end it. It's just, uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to like back a fourth Shenmue or at least go crazy again. You think there'll be another uh, Kickstarter? I think so. Uh, I think it, there's a, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth when there's like another Kickstarter after another yeah. one, you know? I mean, look at the backers right now. We're at um, 68,750. Now I know that's not an accurate gauge for the number of copies sold, but people have had a whole month to put their money where their mouth is and say, you know what? Yes. I want a copy of Shenmue 50, uh, close to 70,000. That's not a lot in today's gaming world. 70,000 copies. Especially there, when you consider that for, for Sega, that would be a, only the sticker price sale. It won't be $100, $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll see when it comes out. I mean, it could it, people could just be waiting for a retail copy. And then when it comes out, it's a great game and it sells 10 million copies. We don't know. We don't know. So, and that's, I, that's, I think that's the exciting thing, you know. All this stuff I'm saying right now, I might sound a little down on it, but you know, it's just my feelings at the moment. You know, give me a few months, I might, I might be all for a Shenmue for. I might, you know, I might play the next game and be like, God, this is amazing. And then the PlayStation Five's coming out and they announce play. So, uh, you know, Sony's like, oh, we have Shenmue Four as an exclusive. And Goro is the only player. <laughs> yeah, it's Goro's side story. 
uh, Hell yeah. His all all child uh, baseball team. Um, Dude, a baseball simulator? That would be awesome. So good. Uh, I'd play that. um, So at more than 6 million pledge, Shenmue 3 is the most successful video game Kickstarter of all time. And Yu Suzuki has said with 5 million, the game's open world will be similar to Dobuita in terms of scale. So what do we think about this? Why don't you start? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think that's decent considering everything. It's like, we're going to, I mean, I would have been happy if we got three back in like 2004, you know, and it it had like Dreamcast graphics. I would accept that, dude. I would have been smitten by that. I would have been happy. But uh, I guess having brand new HD graphics and having the same size as what Shimmy 2, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we need a we don't need a overcomplicated huge world like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Like I'm kind of a little tired of these really big open worlds where like it takes me longer to get to one side of the map to actually do the mission than it does to actually do the mission. Right. So and you had said Shenmue too, but I think you meant the same size as Shenmue One, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Shenmue One. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I I honestly I like Shenmue One more than Two. I I mean Two has I think more improvements to the gameplay and it has some really great set pieces, but one is just like, it's such a fun area to explore. So if they can recreate that, I I'd be happy. It's very dense. Like uh, it feels like everything has like, it's supposed to be there. Yeah. And you know, Shenmue Shenmue two was bigger, but I went back and played it again. You know, you get off the boat, you walk for a bit. There's, there's a pier. There's not too much going on. There's some arm wrestling. You walk a bit more. There's a hostel. You walk a bit more. There's like a big, long like street, but there's not, there's a few shops, but none of them are really interesting. You, you, you take all that space and compare it to Dobuita. There would be a shop every, you know, 10 feet. There would be about five different characters around you at any time who have just really strange, interesting backstories. Not to say that. And then there, yeah. There's like the, like, there's a Kung Fu master at the, at the park. There's that, uh, Guy that sells jackets. There's a doctor that always stands in front of a store, you know. Yeah. And it has it has like everything has more character to it because so it's smaller and uh, better, I guess, made. Yeah. More attention to detail, technically. I mean, would be the phrase. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So that's not a negative, I don't think. No, no, I. I don't think so at all. Um. So let's see, this other bit, Yu Suzuki said that they're making a system for the trial version to submit feed, feedback to help shape the game. So do you think fans should be truthful when it comes to issues within the game, like pacing, glitches, and other technical things? That This is kind of a hard one to talk about, because it's like a lot of people were very critical on the first Shimmy when it came out on its pacing and a lot of its dialogue and, you know, and uh, they didn't really improve on it because they, I guess, I guess they did improve it on too. Do you think they should take fan feedback seriously, or should they should just make the game they want? That's basically what I'm asking. Um, I, I think to a point they should. I think Shenmue one and two it has a lot of detractors even to this day. I know I was complaining to you um, <laughs> in private about people who on the Destructoid article were saying, "Meh." I've played Shenmue. It's not really my thing. It's like, you know what? Then get the fuck out. It's, you know, it's, I I always felt that the Shenmue games were akin to like a, 
a Miyazaki film where, you know, it's not moving at the pace you would typically expect a video game or, a, you know, a film in Miyazaki's sense to move at. But, you know, you just need to slow down and really find the beauty in some things or the, you know, the, the catching leaves in slow motion. I find that far oh, yeah. more exciting than playing Grand Theft Auto and saying, oh, hey, man, you got to go rob that store. It's an escort mission, man. You got to take me there. You know, <laughs> I don't, exactly. You know, That's pretty know. good. Uh, you like that voice? <laughs> yeah, I like that voice. Yeah, maybe I'll do that for the rest of the show. But um, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to shit talk people on the internet. But people like doing that. So I, I, just, I, I, everyone has an opinion. But I think in terms of of looking at the first two Shenmue's, there are problems. But I think when it comes to just I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I guess the game as a whole, it, it is a great game. And if you don't think so, then I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> there's a little there's a little bit of things that Yuzuzuki did in the first game, at least. I don't remember if the Xbox version of 2 did this. Like, uh, when you go and play it back, you're like, wait, I can't use the joystick to look around. I have to use the D-pad to walk. I mean, oh, yeah. like, the D-pad looks around. Yeah, that thing. I mean, do you think that he should make that normal oh, God. for the digital version? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. for sure yeah. the the movements need to be updated. I think uh, Shenmue 2, actually, they had a first-person view inside of buildings. I thought that was really cool. Um, so I think they need to bring that back. Honestly, I think it might be kind of fun with um, Project Morpheus or with Oculus Rift to actually have a thing where when you go into a building, you can put the headset on and like walk around freely and look at things. That'd be kind of cool. One thing I'm, uh, I, I, uh, the reason I want to get the PC version is because I know it's going to be modified and I want to have a, I want to play it through with like shimmy one, uh, textures from one and two. I think that'd be pretty fun. That would be cool. So, uh, as for, uh, as for uh, the the pacing and all that and giving feedback, I mean, I'm going to give honest feedback what I think. Like, there's something, like, some Japanese developers have this weird, like, tendency of, like, doing little things like menu system really strange. Like, they need a monitor, you know, be, be told, like, okay, this is not that good. At least we get to give them feedback, though. It, it's a good thing. Yeah. It would improve the game, hopefully. For sure. And, I mean, you know, I, I don't think – by that point we'll be uh, making comments that's going to affect the story or anything like that. Really. People aren't going to be playing and they're like, yeah, I think Rio should really just like get his revenge right now, you know? And he'd be like, Oh, you're right. <laughs> and then Londi just like right. walks on and he, he kills him and the game ends. Um, He's just like wandering in the, in the, in the wilderness. Yeah. You know, that's, that's an interesting question. You know, um, both Shenmue one and Shenmue two, they did have endings, alternate endings, bad endings. Um, how do you think, yes. you know, we don't know too much about Shenmue 3, but what would your ideal alternate bad ending be for Shenmue 3? Uh, dude, I have no idea. Like, I, I mean, isn't it always uh, Landy coming out of nowhere and killing him? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would want it, but like, I don't know. Like, has there even been like, is there going to be like a day-night system in this game? That's a good question. Um I feel like they've mentioned it before. I think there will be. I think there has to be. Um, I mean, like that's a that's a big, big aspect of the game. Like waiting day and night, and the cycle of day and night. So I'm hoping that they don't cut it out. 
Oh, for sure. I think I think we're going to get things like that. You know, it's not it's not as though there was a tear saying, you know, you you get up to seven million and we might have day and night. Get up to eight million and we might have Rio have a walking animation. You know, um, I think there's some things that are just expected and they they will happen, like day and night system. Um, I don't know about yeah. magic weather. That might be different. We'll have to see when they uh, announce stuff like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just a, an update on the Kickstarter. We're 22 minutes to go. We're at 6,291,000. Still at uh, closing in on 69,000 backers. So we're, we're in close range of 6,300,000. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the 6,500,000. 6. Yeah, you want your ragdoll physics or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I want to hit the next, at least the next closest uh, uh, tier goal because I mean, we were we already wasted on uh, Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> yeah, right. And I know we have some Portuguese members in our forums, uh, and that's fine. But like, they should back it up for themselves. I mean, like, I think they should ask for PayPal for that stuff. You know what I oh, mean? For sure. But whatever. Yeah. Um, this next topic here. Uh, this is something that's been recently said that it's been confirmed that the first gameplay footage of the final version won't be seen until at least 2017. Do you think that's too long away? Uh, I do. I, well, I, it's going to be the, yeah, well, I don't want to wait. I want it now. So yeah, <laughs> of course it's a long wait, but uh, I, it makes sense to your development. I don't want them to rush it. So if it doesn't make it to 2017, it's whatever, but 2017 seems uh good i mean i guess for not having anything right now they have shown some things we did get a um floor plan of it looked like a hostel and that looked kind of fun do you remember seeing that yeah i remember seeing that yeah there was a game room and there was like a a lounge to hang out in so you know that i feel like if if they give us things like that like concept art like maps even if they just showed us a map of one of the villages that would be enough to hold me over if it just the promise of what, what is to come. Or at least uh, in engine, like the engine shots of like forest and stuff like they're working on, mm-hmm. if they're working on stuff and they keep on showing like they have at the rate they've been doing it right now, I'll be happy for the next two years. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be, they still haven't even got the final models down yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, still a lot to come. Yeah. Another thing that's been confirmed, part-time, part-time jobs will be in the full version of the game. And I wanted to ask you, are there any part-time jobs that you hated from the first two games that you think they should just scrap? And what would you like to see included in Shenmue 3? Easily the freaking, when you move boxes, terrible. Yeah. With, I hated just with that. your hands, right? Walking back and forth. Yeah. That's uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, hey, man, you're, you're, you're like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. China doesn't have tri- uh, forklifts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they should take that one off and they should uh, add forklifts. That's it. That's all For you sure. have to do. I think the, the forklifts, what made them work so well is it made sense. You were taking these giant crates really far across the pier. But I remember in the box one, it was like it was like a room that was like maybe 30 feet long. And they were like, we need these boxes put here. Over there, it's like, well, why? Just leave them there. And then when you need them, walk over and carry them. It didn't make any sense. If you were loading up a truck, it would make sense. 
Yeah, that's true. And I don't know what, what kind of business is like, we really need these boxes moved over there. Let's pay this young man. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're closing in on 6300000 Someone actually pulled a $200 <laughs> and then it shot back up again. So that was nice. nice. Yeah, we just we just passed it. And we're coming up on 70000 uh backers. So not too bad. 18 minutes to go and we're... 200,000 away from that 6.5. I feel like a lot of people are going to start backing it knowing that it's Yeah. It's almost over. Yeah. Um I'm kind of hoping a millionaire comes in and uh <laughs> just funds the rest of it for us, but we'll see. Well, you know, that's the funny thing is that there were those really high tiers, the uh, $10,000 ones, and they sold out really fast. So I'm surprised that like dinner with you Suzuki in Los Angeles add two more. You could make another 20,000. Dinner with you, Suzuki, and Monaco. There's one left, and nobody, uh, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. I mean, the Suzuki's already eaten too much. You can't eat again. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't add that. I was gonna say, uh, one of the guys that supposedly bought the dinner is the guy that does the the art for Pokemon. That did the 3D cl- Sega 3D Classics uh, front cover work. Yeah, how funny is that? You know, I, I think we mentioned that in the last show, and I was saying yeah. that that's. Like if you were one of the members, one of the people going to that, that's like a double win. You get to have lunch yeah. with two game developers, two dinner. Do you think Yu Suzuki's gonna get really drunk? Yeah, I think they get wasted as hell. Oh, I remember yeah. reading uh, Yuji Naka back in the Dreamcast days when he said that uh, he could uh, Yuji Naka could drink Yu Suzuki under the table. So yeah, he drinks obviously. You mean Yu Suzuki could drink Yuji Naka under the table? Yes. No, Yuji Naka said he could drink Yu Suzuki under the table. And I'm like, oh. man, you, the Sonic guy. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. You don't play around. Um, yeah, in, in regards to part-time jobs, that was actually something brought up, too, in that um, very early on in the campaign, they sent out surveys. And you were asked, what are your favorite part-time jobs? You were asked, what are your favorite characters? Uh, for the jobs, I know I picked um, Lucky Hit. That's always a good one. The uh, Pachinko, I believe. And yeah. what was the other one I really like? I, I mean, obviously forklifts. But I did find it funny that for the characters one, Rio was an option. And he won. Because obviously he's the star of the game. And it's just, I, I don't know what, what they were thinking. Because when he won, they made this announcement saying... Rio won our character poll. So now Rio will have an extra scene in the game just focused on him. I'm like, the whole goddamn series is about Rio. Like, what are you That's doing? true. Why are, why are you doing that? Like, come on, guys. They're doing this to make you angry, dude. It's obvious. It should have been all the secondary characters. And, you know, it would have been funny if it was Tom. And then and Tom then Rio. won? It would have been funny if Tom won. And then Rio was, like, sitting in the woods, falling asleep, and then he has a dream about Tom. Like eating hot dogs. That'd be nice. We could finally Rio, see him eat a hot dog. This is the proper way for Americans to eat hot dogs. I see. I no. see. Always. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, did they say in the in in the questionnaire that this character is gonna have an extra scene and then list the, the characters? I don't believe so. And that's the thing, because then when they came out and said who won, they were like, "No, you get to see Rio in another scene." And the funny thing is, we're not going to know what scene that's going to be because, you know, we'll be the like, whole is game that the is fucking. <laughs> is that the, the whole scene? game is. I bet you Suzuki is like, he's, they're like, oh, 
Yu Suzuki, what um what scene are we making for real? He's like, you have to do a fucking scene for real. <laughs> they won't all about him. He's like, tell him the scene where he jumps across the river. That's about Rio. I think Ren, whatever his name is, would have been a cool uh, extra scene. Yeah. Oh, well, what would have been? We could have had, uh, who, who was the guy in the suit in the first game that helped Rio? The suit? The yeah. You mean the president of Sega? The one from What's Shimmy? No. That guy? <laughs> like, you yeah. wanted him to win? No. It's like, what is he doing now? No, no. The um, the son of that uh, that guy who was helping Rio out in the first game. And then he he got injured and wasn't able to go to China. Oh, I forgot his name. I don't know who you're talking about. He's a dude with the like uh, that that hangs out in the warehouse with the old guy. Yeah, but he yeah he was said he said I'll meet up with you, and so I'm really hoping he appears in Shenmue three because I mean he's the only character who would make sense to return, really. Or he could just pull like a you know like a twist, and he he is helping Landy. That it's all be been a trap. Cool. That'd be cool. And then you had to fight him. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We have another bit here. According to, what do you call their company, by the way? YSNet? I guess that's how you'd say it, right? I guess so, huh? Or Yiz- it's, Yiz- uh, it's kind of a weird name. Yiznet? Wisenet? Wisenet? It's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't they, know. They are not 100% sure that there will be a physical retail version of the game. So do you think that's something they should work on getting or is digital for this type of game good enough and having only Kickstarter backers receiving the physical copies? I mean, you as a, as a Kickstarter backer probably think that it's probably pretty good to keep it rare, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's going to hurt this game because I have a feeling that this is one of those games that, like, if you're a hardcore fan, you already uh, funded. I mean, you already tried to get the Kickstarter going. So now, nowadays, getting shelf space in the store is harder than ever. I mean, sure, we have video game sections, but you have to put Nintendo stuff, Sony stuff, Xbox stuff, all these, like, video, uh, video game toys. Yeah. It's getting uh, harder and harder to find retail space. Like even Atlas doesn't get uh, mainstream retail space. It's a it's a hard thing to do, and they're they've been publishing for years, you know. So it, it depends who the publisher is, I guess. But like, um, I I'd be okay with they just did digital. It's not like it's not going to be available. Yeah, and uh, that, that'd be that'd be kind of weird though, because like how many how many people backed it for sixty dollars? Uh, almost five thousand, five thousand yeah. almost, you know. And it's sixty Five. and all right, gone. No, no, I was saying uh, it's uh, it's about twenty thousand at the sixty dollar level, and then another only another two thousand for eighty. I'm surprised look the one hundred dollar one isn't more popular. Me too. And uh, look, look how uh, look how many people p- paid for the PS4 version compared to the PC version. It's like oh yeah, two, double more than double the amount, three times the amount. Yeah. And it's like yeah. a pretty smart thing to do and put that up. Oh my god, yeah. That's a lot of money. So they did a good job putting the PS4 version up at least. Um yeah, what would what would you say is talk, talking about that? Awesome Japan was the company uh running this campaign. What I, I did you think you want me about? Oh my god. Be truthful. All right, here we go. You just opened up the freaking box of snakes. Okay, now uh <laughs> box of snakes. Honestly, 
Um, I think they literally, I think this, this, uh, this whole Kickstarter ran on the, on the name alone. I think if it was like a no name game, it wouldn't have gotten anything. Uh, I think uh, Awesome Japan kind of dropped the ball a lot. I think the only thing they did right was announcing it at E3. Yeah. And uh, besides that, they, they like their Twitch things have not been set up properly. Uh, they haven't actually went out and tried to get media to cover the game outside of the Sega fan base. They kind of been letting the Shimu fan base take up, take over. I would argue that they haven't even gone outside of the Shenmue fan base. I mean, it's they've gone to some pretty great lengths to have people from Shenmue 500, what is it, 500K and yeah. uh, Shenmue Dojo, but they weren't like, oh, hey, let's talk to Sega Bits. I mean, not to, you know, not to not, just mention us, but like no general Sega news sites were really spoken to. Exactly. And it also feels like uh, I've submitted like, I would say 20 questions to that uh, SU or uh, whatever you ask you uh, yeah. Twitter answer. And uh, all of our uh, on the Sega Bits account and my personal account have been dismissed. And a lot of the same people have been answered. Uh, beginning their questions answered and some yeah. of them were good so i'm not getting mad but it just feels like just feels like whoever's picking them is creating like uh like they have a objective i guess on there and i mean not to uh you know compare web rankings but i'm just looking here at the the global rank of shenmue dojo it's a fantastic site but they're at four million four million global length rank i'm surprised you that to us, and we're at uh, what were we at? Like twenty twenty thousand. Yeah, and it's not even, and it's like that's actually pretty low compared sorry, to like two hundred thousand. Yeah, and that's even low compared to all the other sites that would gladly do an interview with Yuzuzuki on their uh, higher ranked site, like oh, uh, sure. Kotaku or Destructoid. Yeah, it's I mean, like they never really like reached out. Yeah, I guess I, I shouldn't be mentioning us. I should really be mentioning IGN, Kotaku, Destructoid. But the mere fact that they went for these websites that get in the 4 million range, you know, it's really a niche fan site. And then you take us, we're still a niche fan site, but we're getting some pretty decent traffic, the best traffic for a Sega fan site. They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't even pay attention to us. They didn't even pay. I mean, if anything, you'd find Shenmue 3 articles on Destructoid and such that were bashing the campaign. Yeah, I wouldn't even say bashing. I think uh, I think they made an article about how it was not well managed. The Kickstarter, and I, oh, I'm no. not going to disagree with them. That was a good that. one. I, I think I'm thinking of the Kotaku one where the guy was just bitching about the cover art. He's like, "I'm not one. I don't like this game, and I'm not going to back it." But this cover art sucks, and it's like, "All right, dude." <laughs> yeah, uh, to his uh, to back him up. It wasn't the greatest cover art, obviously, but it's not what's going to ship. Like I yeah. think. That should have been a sad thing. Yeah. There you go. That's another thing to say about the Kickstarter. Like their uh, placeholder art was very misleading to some people, I guess, and hurt it. I will say as a graphic designer looking at their page right now, they have this big image that says last hours, keep those you love. It's, it's done in papyrus font, which is typically used for like Mediterranean restaurants. And they put, I'm just looking at it. They put, a glow, an outline, an inner shadow, a bevel and emboss, 
This is why I never show you my my Photoshop because I already know you know everything how everything was done. You're like I know how this is done. The, the Shenmue Three logo they laid on top of it, which has like a brown drop shadow. It has a drop shadow and then a second drop shadow, and then the picture itself. It's I mean they're reusing an asset from Shenmue One, but it's just yeah, like, it's a wallpaper. It's like come on guys, like I want to see I want to see some Shenmue, but I guess that's that's why we have so many so much time after this is backed. I'm hoping we see some really cool original digital art for Shenmue Three, new stuff. I also, I hope, I also hope uh, Yuzuzuki's uh, more uh, lenient to doing interviews about his past, present, and future. I guess I'll be honest. I, I love Shenmue, but man, Yuzuzuki, he has a history that needs to be talked about. You know, his arcade history alone is just amazing. I'd honestly, yeah, I'd been... say, I'd say it blows uh, uh, Nintendo developers out of the water. To be honest. I think it, it depends on I mean, yeah it, it definitely depends on like what because like this guy is insane like he made a light gun game that was super popular made racing games any genre you threw at him he just like just came out with a hit you know like virtual fighters considered like a pretty deep complex fighter and it's like this is the same studio that made a uh, uh, space harrier this is yeah. the same studio that made a uh, virtual cop you know. Yeah. So it's a very interesting studio. One in a billion for sure. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't mean to to just say that Yu Suzuki did all of the great work of AM2. There were a oh, lot yeah. of people there, especially, um, you know, well, I'm not going to go through all of them. But um, <laughs> five minutes to go on the Kickstarter. We are closing in on 70,000 backers. It doesn't look like we're going to make it to that six and a half million. Uh, right now we're at 6,332,000. 333,000. So, um, four minutes to go. I, I'm, I'm very surprised that it hasn't shot up way faster in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, me too. But then again, there aren't any of those big tiers left, really. They should have added more. I mean, I, I can't really think of what he would have added. Maybe he should have just done like $5,000 and you get to have an hour Skype conversation or like 30 minute Skype conversation with uh, Suzuki and Esco oh, whenever sure. you want. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, let's see. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more talking point before we get to the, the countdown. Um, All right. So let's see here. Uh, when Yu Suzuki was asked about what he had to cut from Shenmue 1 and 2 due to budget constraints, he said that he wanted the ramen noodles in the game to get soggy. They wanted the games to be that real. Uh, that's not this so much. Is why, that's just insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are supposed to be just bonus topics, you know, like in case we're, you know, done. I guess we did finish it. But uh, what do you think about that? Uh, Yuzuki wasting money on soggy wa- uh, uh, noodles. I literally. I really hope that he, he spent money on. I mean, he, they said they didn't do the budget constraints, but I would love it if he was like, he dropped a couple thousand just to uh, see if it was possible. <laughs> But, yeah, I could I could already see him buying like a thousand dollars worth of ramen and just sitting there and soaking it and going, oh yeah, very soggy. Yeah. Ten minutes, like you know, timing it. Oh yeah, different brands. He must have at least timed how long it takes for ramen to get soggy for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, um, he's a, he's a pretty crazy guy. You gotta you gotta admit. Another bit. Uh, Rio got his band aid from a cut that he received at a martial arts tournament, which he won. And another thing that actually Yu Suzuki mentioned about Shenmue 3 is that he's considering having either a cutscene or a moment where you can remove the Band-Aid, which would be pretty 
I mean, it sounds stupid, but if you played the games, this is a, a, a part of the character. You know, it's like an eye patch for him. It's something he always has. But if there was a scene where she's like, Rio, yeah, what's that on your cheek? Oh, and he peels it off and he's like, I guess it healed three years ago. <laughs> how long has it been from the first game? It doesn't really like how long has it been from his father's death to the end of Shimmy 2? That, that, That's a good question. That's something I'll have to find out. Maybe I'll find that out after this podcast. Um, I mean, the only way to find out is see the uh, the longest you could beat Shimmy 2, the date. That's a good the point. The start. Yeah, that's a good point because you do have – there is an X amount of time that you could play both games. So I guess you – it all depends on how fast you play. Um, we'd have to ask some Shenmue experts. <laughs> So and that, and that's a, and that's another thing that like they're gonna have to figure out when they make this game because okay uh, Shimmy one and two and three they had they had planned was supposed to be a continuing story where like you could beat the whole game fast and you could beat it and it only lasts a month yeah or you could beat it and it could last you six months yeah and it's something we're not gonna get when this new version releases because it was the cycle's been broken by fourteen years yeah. So, so it's going to be something to think about too. If you like, how long is it? Are they still going to have a, a system like that where you keep track of days and all that stuff? It's going to be interesting. And it will. Um, just uh, to thirty seconds go. Thirty seconds left. We are close. I don't think we're going to hit six and a half million. We might. No, it's, I don't think we're going to hit seventy thousand backers. I'm guessing it's going to be at sixty nine, maybe sixty nine thousand. Four hundred sixty-nine thousand four hundred, probably six 69. million. Yes, six million. Oh, nine, eight. We're at six million three hundred thirty-two. Five, four. It's over. Three, two. Six thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you know these things. They always have. They melt a little too, don't they? Or they they always change a little. I feel. Maybe I'm not sure. And then they I'm have to give the. the what, how much percentage does uh, Kickstarter take? Oh man, a lot. <laughs> like ten, I Didn't, think. Did they do a break? I think yeah, they did do a break, uh, a breakup of the of the funding. But I'm trying to look for it. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm typing the uh, tweet right now. It's so unprofessionally, for yeah. unprofessional of me. Go for it. Uh, I cl- I cl- apparently they take about eight percent to ten percent, and then you have to give Steam ten percent to the Steam store, and then twenty yeah. percent to Sony the Sony store. But that seems to be all profit. I think like from the outside of funding. I think the Kickstarter copies are free. Free so of charge. We are so the final count six million. 333,295. I really wish we got an extra five, five bucks. So it would say 6,000,333,300. That would look cool. Yeah, that would have looked a lot better, but eh, still pretty damn good. I'm happy. I pledged a hundred dollars. I can't wait to get it. I want to put it in my uh, PS4 and play it, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say Dreamcast, but that's not going to happen. What do you think about those people that uh, want a Dreamcast version of the game? <laughs> Uh, they're definitely dedicated. Good for them. That's, um, that's they really don't want the game to sell. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, and there was a forum discussion about this too, how people were complaining about the latest trailer that went out of them looking at the bugs. But at the same time, people have also been saying, 
that, you know, oh, uh, before the Kickstarter even came about, they were saying, oh, they really should have just done like a graphic novel or just re- released the game on PC. Nah. <laughs> or, they, or they could have show, or, or they could have gotten like like a really good professional um, person that makes trailers. Oh yeah, paid them to uh, make a trailer for like just old cutscenes from the older games, but like in high definition widescreen hacked, you know, version of it. And like added some like shaders and stuff to make it look dynamic and like just like showed the past and then show what they want to sell with it. And then they should have shown a little bit of what Shimu could be, you know? Like a Three. proof like a yeah, like a proof of concept or something. Yeah, I think he should have had he should have had a couple of people already working on it and external funded, at least a proof of concept. How many years has but, it been now that we can officially say that Shenmue 3 has been backed and is starting development? 14 years, isn't it? When did part two come out? 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long fucking time, dude. I remember every single year people saying, it's never going to happen, and now it happened. I don't know what the fuck to say. It's it's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of things that I can equate with, but really Shenmue 3, it was something that I thought would never happen. It's about... I, I would say it's below a Dreamcast 2 or Sega making a new console. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, um, I don't, but I never thought we'd see a Shenmue 3, I'll be honest. I never – I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought he would maybe give up on the idea and then um, and then just make a comic book or something himself with a, and then, like, release it monthly. But uh, I'm surprised it happened, and I'm kind of glad it happened. I mean, let's get this thing – let's end it. I think everybody wants to move on because, I mean, Sega, get, Sega gets hounded every day about this. Oh, man. So so now they're going to get hounded for the HD re-releases. <laughs> and honestly, it, it would help this game a lot. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't even think – I don't think Sega is in the business to help uh, but, Shenmue but 3. Then again, but again – this will also help them too, considering it's this new uh, revival of the name, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the thing is that they, they could really uh, piggyback off of um, the hype. And a lot of people would think that's sleazy, but at the end of the day, really, they're the ones that spend like 40 million for the first two and then another 20 million on uh, Shimu Online. Oh, God, they got Shimu. canceled. You know what? Talking about tiers, one of the tiers should have been that you get like a design document for Shenmue online. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't just say like, you know, but you know what? I think I have a feeling that Sega wouldn't allow him to like reveal that kind That's of in-house point. stuff. That's so I could, point. cause they're funny. Well, once they're funny, they, they own everything. Yeah. I just, I'd love, I'd love to see, learn more about that. Cause I feel like it's a, there was a point too where people thought that Shenmue Online was actually released. And they're like, "Yeah, it's in China, right? People are playing it." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people actually that I talked to thought that too. Um, one thing I'm going to say again is, uh, I think uh, Yu Suzuki would be smart to team up with uh, smaller U.S. companies. Like, uh, I, remember those T-shirt companies that used to do like weird Sega designs? Like, um, they would cross the movie and a, and the game. And they would make a shirt for ten bucks or fifteen bucks or something, uh, like yeah. T Fury. Well, right now they're actually working with actual people that hold IPs, like 
they do stuff with Kevin Smith, the guy that does mall rats and uh, clerks. Yeah. And uh, they'll do official shirts for them. And they'll, I think Yuzuzuki should do like a couple of shirt runs with them. Cause in the license, they, they get a percentage and they do everything. And all they do is get the profits of the name and that funds the game more, you know, they, mm-hmm. they should do stuff like that. And then open up a store for that kind of, for uh capsule toys and stuff. Oh yeah. I, I think, I think a PayPal store has to happen. Um, even if not a store, just a PayPal it, backing system. Yeah. Yeah. But so it, it didn't, uh, it didn't reach $10 million. Are you dis- kind of disappointed a bit about that? You know, six, nearly six and a half million is a great amount. I do wish we hit that 10 million. Um, I know we're uh, wrapping up the show, but I do, I did want to look at what we didn't get. Or at least what, you know, we might get it. It might be, you know, six months from now, they're like, oh, well, Yu Suzuki got a few more millions, so we are getting these things. Or they found out that it's really easy to add a third mini game. Um, but the problem with development, the way development works, it's never really that, oh, we added more stuff. It's usually we took away stuff. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So um, I'm hoping it works out. There were battle system expanded. There was ragdoll reaction, AI battling, and high ground battle system. Now, my my guess is the ragdoll reaction is because in the original game you'd hit people, and I think they just had kind of a a little animation with a little fall. animation falling down. It wasn't really reacting. That that would have been cool. It's not necessary. AI battling is interesting. It makes me wonder if it would be AI versus AI, perhaps. I I kind of I thought it was like the the AI would be smarter. I guess they would put, spend more time making the like you could put the difficulty hard, and the AI would be super hard. You know, true. Or it could have been like a training mode. I I guess um, high ground battle system. I'm not exactly sure what that would be. Maybe maybe it would be like if you're standing <laughs> higher, if you're like on a box, you win <laughs> or something. So it's like yeah, like I would assume it's like. Uh, Virtual is like a, like the, the the ground level. Like instead of just being in a flat area, there's like actual like you know, like levels to the way you fight. I guess like if you're like in a slope, you 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 hit a little differently or something. Yeah, uh, there was the Chobu area that took up a lot of tiers from uh, eight million through to really nine point five. Uh, that included mini games times four. Now. I'm sure we'll still get mini games in that area, but it would yeah, have been expanded. Yeah, he said there's going to be mini games, but yeah, it's just going to be expanded if he, if they got this high. Betting games, uh, Kung Fu Mastery. What do you think about that one? I don't know what that means, so I don't know. I mean, so was does Reno... that mean you get uh, get more moves? I guess maybe there's like a. a tier or a level you reach in your fighting skills where you become a kung fu master um that'd be, uh, they, that'd be they, cool i guess they did not break the 8.8 million for the new kickstarter record in the general games category what is the record holder for that is this referring to just like any games like card games and board games? yeah the card is a card game, a card game yeah it's a card game that won the first one and it's like a cat card game and it got uh it's on the front page when i did the the, the post it's a it's called uh, Exploding Kitty Kittens. I'll, <laughs> that show made, I'll show you. That made over 8.8 million. I'll show you a million. link. That's, yeah. 
That's great. There's a link. <laughs> Just goes to show you what so, the internet cares about. That's what I was saying. I, they, uh, Yu Suzuki should have put a, a cat simulator inside the game for like $10 million. That's fucking... Why is this a thing? Yes, yeah, is- that's what I want to know. This guy's going to get paid almost $9 million to make cards. But you got to understand, it's the guy from the Oatmeal. Oh, okay. All that right. guy's popular as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internet celebrity. All right. Um, the other bits, uh, I'll go through these quickly. We had a part-time job that we didn't get. There were game stalls. I'd assume then that means that there will not be a part-time job in this area and that there won't be game stalls in this area. Game stalls, does that refer to arcade games? I think that's what it means, yeah. Uh, but in, in the end of the day, you, you think that, like, they could just put an emulator and just play, like, an, a, a, an old Sega ROM, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. is it really going to really, cost that much? Yeah, really. And in those areas, I mean, not to generalize, but isn't it like there are some – it's just like you go in and you play emulators. You pay people to play emulators. Yeah, that's yeah, and I guess it would be kind of. I, uh, I remember I mean, when there I was went, an, yeah. Go on. I was saying when I was in Southeast Asia, it's, they kind of had that thing where it was like you go to an area and it's like, oh yeah, you pay for an internet use, and if you want to play some emulated games, you can pay extra for that. Yeah, they do that in Mexico a lot too. Like, <laughs> I guess a lot of poverty places they like to uh, get the money for free. Yeah, but uh, I think it'd be pretty interesting that there's more outdated arcades in these places, so you play like. SG-1000 games because they're like yeah. poor neighborhoods. Or it would be funny that they, they have like a Space Harrier machine, but it's broken because no one can come out and fix it. Oh, they're just going to tease people and get them angry. I know. Um, let's see. There were also a mini t- mini games times four for Bailu Village. There was a betting games time four, times four for Bailu Village. My question is, though, in the first village, that has a mini games times five. What I'm wondering is, even though those Why don't other they just villages, spread it out? Yeah, like even if those other villages are not going to have like mini games times four, they're going they're still going to have some mini games. And I'm wondering if, like, let's say you play Lucky Hit in Baisha Village, and then you don't have Lucky Hit in the Chobu area, is that really a loss? Like, just go back to the other area and play Lucky Hit. It doesn't need to be in every area. I agree with you 100. I think. Even the arcade stuff, like, I think it's nostalgic, but, like, at the end of the day, we have the power to just go and play any Sega game ever made emulated. Yeah. So do we really need that in the game and pay, and pay like, half a, million do- half a million dollars to get it, you know, progress? That's, that's true, because, I mean, you know, Shenmue and Shenmue 2 at the time, you know, games games were pretty high tech at that point pretty progressed but even then it was hard to find those games i think at the time the only access i had to those games was in shenmue but nowadays you can get a 3ds you can get a home console you can buy the sonic's ultimate genesis collection and play all those games so um, oh yeah what do you what do you think about the i was gonna say one more thing what do you think about the character bust that he has right here oh right the character busts they claim those are it's a uh, one of the rewards, and they claim that those are from the first game and second game. I think that's I wonder. I was cool. wondering if they're replicas. I don't know. I think they're real, but it, it makes the Indiana Jones and me to say, you know, like it belongs in a museum. Like I don't think you should be giving that stuff away. It's video game history. But yeah, oh, wow. and then I actually, 
2,500, if you're rich, is not a bad price at all. You get the jacket, the signed poster, the game with the collector's edition, the trial version, your name in it, and the, the you know a bunch of other stuff. That's pretty yeah. good. I mean, I, I I don't think I've ever said that the the tiers, the higher level tiers, weren't worth the money because if you're getting pieces of game history, like real things, that's awesome. Though I like I. Like I've been saying, I wish the 100 and I wish the 150 were a bit more, I don't know. Generous. Generous, yeah. I if any, I was like ecstatic when they announced an $80 reward because I was like, oh, what do I get? Because I'm at 100, so I get something right. Um, and if you, look at, if you look at the backers, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them, uh, the most popular was obviously the $60 tier. I think if they worked out and the 80-ish. Yeah. So if they worked out a 70 a 90 and a you know uh you know and added more stuff they could have made people go up slowly you know and be like you know what that's worth ten dollars you know what that's worth ten dollars and then start taking yeah. like thirty dollars extra yeah um we also had kung fu mastery again and then the last one is magic maze which <laughs> maybe is like rio discovers snail maze from the master system I don't That's know. what I'm thinking. Magic maze, huh? That's going to be interesting. If it never happened, though. We need to ask him what magic maze was. He needs to, he, he really should have expanded on each one. I think each one should have had a link you could click on with a video of him literally telling you what each one is. Yeah, yeah. It, but, I uh, mean, again, we, we've said that that's like a complaint we've had about the campaign where they'll say, part-time job. What's the job? Like, expand on it. Magic maze. Magic maze. Like magic eyes, it, it, yeah. Well, it got it, it's already done. It's over. It's done. It's happening. Yep. Six point three million dollars. Not bad. Not bad. Anything you guys want to say before we take off? Uh, no. But um, well, actually, yes. We will be returning sooner than later with a new show. We're going to be doing a interview. More information on that will be shared on our. Kick on our Kickstarter, on our Twitter and Facebook accounts on that upcoming episode. And we, if you like this Shenmue 3 episode, let us know. Uh, I've been thinking it's something we should do as more information comes out for the game. Maybe every month we'll do an episode or every few months. So, yeah. How about you, George? Depending on info. Yeah, depending on info. Uh, and that's it. I don't have anything to say. All right. Well, let's play some uh, awesome Shenmue music play us out and we'll see you on the next episode see you everybody
The Segabits Swinging Report Show is a production of Segabits. Segabits is a fan site that is not in any way officially affiliated with Sega. Sonic the Hedgehog and all Sega-related trademarks are copyright Sega. All other featured trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Don't forget to check out Segabits.com, and you can find us on all major social networks. Just search Segabits. 